Hey, I'm Camille Joy, and I'm the host of the Moments of Joy podcast. This podcast is dedicated to super moms that don't always feel so super, trauma victims that need an example of how God will pull you through, and those of you that are looking for a little joy. When we go through really hard times, we often feel like nobody can relate. But here on this show, we keep it real in transparency, we keep it real in support, and we keep it real in love from mamas all over the globe. Welcome to the show. I need the joy, the joy of the Lord in my heart. I need to make an exchange, mm-hmm. my day even start I'm so excited today to have with me on the Moments of Joy podcast, my CCO sister, Ashley Herndon. Wait, you are the first to be on the show. (laughs) I'm so glad to be here. Yes, I'm so glad to have you because March is Cerebral Palsy Awareness Month. And so who better than you to be on the show to highlight, um, all of the amazing things that God can do through and will do through your life. And so, yeah. I'm so excited. It's an honor to be here with you, to give in the opportunity. I just honor you for all that you do. (laughs) And it's just a blessing to be a voice to this as well. Absolutely. Thank you so much. So we're going to get right into it. Um, Let's talk about your birth um, and you coming into the world. Well, my mother had me premature. So she had me about five months pregnant. I don't know exactly the weeks, Mm -hmm. but um, I had a trauma during birth, which caused a hemorrhage Mm -hmm. in my brain um, through natural delivery. And in that... um, they said that I would be um, mentally and physically handicapped. They weren't sure the degree of my lifespan after birth, but um, I was in NICU for about four months from my understanding. And then later on diagnosed with uh, cerebral palsy mm-hmm. at I think a year to three years old. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. I learned a little bit about it. Um, just talking to Mr. Gerald, who I um, interviewed right before you, but it is like a brain injury during birth, or, you know, it could be an infancy, right? That causes cerebral palsy. Yes. Awesome. So um, growing up, what was that like? Were you, were you the only child or did you have other siblings? Well, I have an, a younger brother. Um, it was very different for me because I wasn't um, really told that I was disabled or there was a um, disability that was different about me. So everyone around me, all of my family, none of them experienced disability. Mm -hmm. So um, it was kind of uh, me trying to figure out myself Mm -hmm. after I began to get older because in my knowledge of understanding, there was nothing wrong with me, mm-hmm. but I did attend certain things that had to do with um, children with disabilities. Like I attended the 
Special Olympics. Oh, that's as awesome. a kid. Yeah. yeah. And I went to special um, camp. But in my understanding, being so young, I still didn't, I, I didn't really come to the concept that I had a disability for a long time. What about when you were in school? When I was in school, I wasn't treated differently until about maybe third grade and up. Mm -hmm. um, I noticed that um, they were more cautious. There were certain things that children would say about me, um, certain stigmatisms mm -hmm. and things of that nature. That's when I became more aware, okay, there's something different about me. Mm -hmm. Did you ever ask your mom, you know, why they would say mean things to you? Um, well, I think when I was about maybe, I think eight years old, I finally saw a video of myself walking down. Um, I was a flower girl at my aunt's previous wedding. Mm -hmm. And I finally saw myself walking. And that's when the question like occurred, like, hey, why do I walk like this? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so so you were like totally ob oblivious. That's kind of beautiful though. <laughs> <laughs> that because yeah. you were shielded. Yeah, most definitely. But it I think but then it, it can blindside you. Yes, that's exactly what it did. It it really um affected me emotionally after the fact mm -hmm. because then all the um the awareness of the stares or the questions from others became more surreal mm -hmm. because in my world, it was like, I was normal, like everyone else, but very protected. If that made sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to highlight your mom a little bit because having, did she share any stories with you about having a child that had cerebral palsy and how she felt and how she probably felt the need to protect you? Well, um, I tried to ask certain questions, honestly. Um, mm -hmm. she, I know that she's very protective of me. There were certain things that um, she tried to shield me from. Um, but honestly, those conversations really never um, came up. I think as if, as a mother, um, she, what she was doing, she thought was best mm -hmm. yeah. as any mother Absolutely. so um it it was a sense of I'm protecting my baby mm -hmm. um certain things occurred in the process but I don't think um we've ever had the deep conversation of why the, those conversations didn't occur mm -hmm. which is which is understandable because people are cruel in this world so you want to do everything that you can to kind of protect your baby you know and, yeah. and in some families, it's like, okay, well, if we never speak about it, then it's almost like, you know, we can act like it doesn't exist. Exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. So as you go from eight years old to now you're preteen and, you know, this is where we're kind of like those preteen years are, are a little crazy. Even <laughs> with working with young girls, I noticed that, okay, this is the age where they're very impressionable you know, they start to either be confident or non-confident, you know, they start to follow a crowd or, or not. So what were those preteen years like for you? 
Well, for me, um, in the beginning, um, I went to middle school and it was okay. Mm-hmm. But then as I got older, going into purity and things of that nature, it was like, okay, something's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of um, self-rejection um, mm-hmm. because I didn't fit in. I felt like as if, regardless of what I would do, I still didn't fit in. I was very uh, awkward. Mm-hmm. And then when I did get friends, those other friends would make fun of them for being friends with me Mm. because um if when from my understanding from when I grew up the kids that had disabilities usually had mental disabilities Mm -hmm. or other disabilities with their disabilities so Mm -hmm. um it was hard the impression of what people got without speaking to me Mm -hmm. um was very difficult for me to um understand as a child right. because it's like I'm just like you there's nothing yep. wrong with me so um the sense of being self-accepted self-wanted was really hard for me as a teen and preteen yeah I can imagine I well I can't even imagine I'm, I'm just trying to picture as you're speaking and you're right I think that you know the work um that the disability community now is doing is so important because it's, it's shifting that. And if we can impact adults, then they can impact their children. And, you know, we can share with children because we don't know. I'm 36. And when I think about being in school, nobody spoke to us about disabled children. Nobody educated us to tell us that they were just like us, or, you know, we, we only learned from somebody making fun of them. We didn't know. And so yeah. I can only imagine just being that little girl to say, I'm just like you. Yeah, it was like, um, I've always had a sensitive heart. I was always kind of big with loving whoever came into my you know, sphere of influence or atmosphere. It was a sense of, you know, I'm no different from you. Just get to know me. Mm-hmm. And in that in the process I became rebellious and angry as well Mm -hmm. so it's like you said it's it's big on making the impact of you know just because there's a disability that doesn't mean the intellect of a person Mm -hmm. um there's something different about them and even in the differences God has made them beautifully and wonderfully made for a purpose so um I'm big on speaking up for people when I began to get older as an adult, as a mother, actually saying, Hey, you know, let, let me sit by the girl who has a wheelchair. Cause she never speaks to anybody. Mm-hmm. Let me see what's going on with her. Because even as an adult, you still become insecure and you don't realize God has probably done this for a reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. I, I'm just, I'm blown away by you because you personally encouraged me um, as I'm raising Mason and just spoke so many wonderful things over me and prayed for me. And so you always hold a special place in my heart. So we're going to go back a little bit to, to high school and young adulthood. Um, and, and you have children today. Um, and so how did that affect your growth as a young woman and really like um 
beginning to get into contact with boys and things that you would accept um, because of a lack of um, affirmation or, you know, I mean, you're, you're a normal teenage girl. You are a teenage girl. Um, but then that lack of um, affirmation and security. Well, I ended up being a teen mom. So I had my daughter at 19. Wow. I, yeah. So um, I had that's, um, the boys that were confident enough to speak to me. They did. But I was in a relationship probably since 10th grade to, you know, graduating high school, I had my daughter. Um, so my daughter's father accepted me, loved me for who I was, but I didn't accept myself. Mm-hmm. And that took a toll on knowing who I was. And as a teenager, as well, like you say, you grow into puberty and things of that nature. It was like the boys that did like you and you like them, they wouldn't like you because they were so like, uh, embarrassed of what other people thought mm-hmm. of you dating with someone who has a disability so you kind of grow into yourself but still not understanding yourself so that was a big thing for me like um I looked for uh, a sense of vulnerability and nurture from my relationships because I didn't feel comfortable in myself and that's kind of how I ended up having a daughter young Mm-hmm. Um, just as anyone that would have insecurities would end up running to a guy, yeah. you know, I, yep. I did that as well. So, yeah. um, if Absolutely. he accepted me and he mm-hmm. loved me, I was all in, but I didn't yeah. realize there was flags mm-hmm. all in the situation. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, what was that turning point for you as you became, uh, you know, a grown woman, um, I know who you are today, powerful, anointed, fireball. Like I know who you are today. So I'm just wondering what was the shift? Um, my story has so many different turns and things. Most of my life, I looked for acceptance and I didn't find Christ until maybe about 2015. So I ended up having, um, a, getting into another relationship, having another child. And I just spiraled as, you know, trying to find love, trying to find acceptance. And in that process, um, almost committing suicide, honestly, because my self-worth and my self-confidence was not there because someone can change their characteristics, their weight, they can change those things. But I did not understand why I couldn't change who I was. Um, Why were there limitations? Mm -hmm. Uh, Why couldn't I do this? Because that's what I was told, you know, growing up, there are certain things you can't do. That's how disabilities were like talked about. You just can't do that. Mm -hmm. And so I was very rebellious and I was like, I'm going to show you that I can do everything else like everyone else. And in that, I just went into a deep spiral in my life. And I just remember uh, crying out to God, being so desperate, wanting to know what was my reason here, even after having children, because we have children, we're like, you know, we want to shelter them, protect them, love them. But I didn't even know how to love myself. So when 
I cried out to God, he really came in and shifted my life completely. And I finally found out who I was and what his plan was for me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that because he gave you a sense of identity. He gave you not a sense. He gave you an identity. (laughs) Yes, most definitely. Mm -hmm. A whole new identity. So what are you doing today? Well, today I am in love with God. (laughs) I am so in love with God. I love to encourage people. Um, That is my heart to see people grow in the confidence of who they are in Christ and um, growing as a woman just I am so in love with myself (laughs) if that, you know, it took me many years to finally say, you know, God made me beautifully and wonderfully made and however he wants to use my life, whatever he wants to do it is fine with me. So um, that is my heart, just sharing the gospel and sharing how God pulled me out and showed me unconditional love. Oh, I love it. I love it. If there is a mom who is listening or someone with a disability that is listening or a mom raising a child, what message would you have for them today? Um, Most definitely affirmations in God. So they know who they are and they know that God created them beautifully and wonderfully made um, despite what they may see or how they feel that um, the word of God trumps over all things. And there's nothing impossible with him. So I have had many things, uh, stigmatisms that they have spoken over me, but God has proven himself to defeat all odds. It has never been my confidence or me doing anything. It has been him showing himself in my life. So most definitely speaking words of affirmation, loving them through God's eyes not what they see or how they feel or how their child should be or should grow to a certain standard, but loving them through God's eyes and through their process of loving themselves. Yes, I absolutely love it, Ashley. Where can uh, the listeners find you if they want to search for you with your social media platforms? Well, right now I am on Facebook. So it's Ashley Herndon. Um, so I definitely kind of write a lot of stuff and do a lot of encouragement there, but I do have a YouTube channel that's in the works that I work on. (laughs) Um, it's Ashley's living testimonies. It might change within Mm -hmm. the next couple months, but that's what it is right now. So it's Ashley's living testimonies and, um, just, I'm working on some few things in the works right now. Awesome. Well, I'm excited them to find you and connect with you and see all of the amazing things you're doing and you know get to know you is there anything else that you would like to say before we wrap the show up today no I'm just so glad to be able to share my little story and my testimony to encourage anybody out there that you know God has a way of doing things even though we don't understand but on the other side of it it's going to be beautiful yeah Thank you so much. Um, and, and speaking with you always and watching you and just um, having a connection with you, I'm, as a parent, always so just encouraged because it's like you show what, what God is going to do, you know? 
in the life of my little boy and, and so many others, you show the possibility that there is no limit, especially, you know, how God is just using you. You know, I look forward to watching how um, God will use Mason. I guess he, it just hit me right now. He already is, right? <laughs> yes, he is. Um, I just, you know, and I just want to say that I love you. You know that, like I was telling you, like I love you and what you do for your son and, and who you are as a woman. I just love it because you are breaking the odds for him. You are taking the step to, you know, to meet him where he's at so he can grow and who God called him to be. It's not what we see, you know, faith is a substance of things that not seen. So, you know, we, we know that God has done things for a reason, but we also give him room for the impossible. And that's where our faith stands. So I am so proud of you. I always tell you, I love you. (laughs) You do. (laughs) You do. And I appreciate it. Well, I love you so much. I'm going to link all of your, um, you know, your YouTube channel and where people can find you in the description of the show so they can go search for you and connect with you. And, um, Thank you so much for being here again. If you are listening, don't forget that new episodes are released every single Wednesday and you always have the option to choose joy. Bye-bye.